Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And welcome to the Backstage Show. In this week's episode, we're going to start our discussion on auditions and casting. Ooh, I don't know. This is a lot of pressure, having to perform, a little nervous about uh, going on auditions. Well, you're not auditioning now. You've already got the gig, so. Oh, well, that's good. I thought I was just on a trial basis. (laughs) Well, we'll see, I guess. (laughs) What's my contract on number of episodes before you'll give me, you know. Well, you've got the recording equipment, so I kind of need you, I guess. (laughs) All right, then. Yeah. Uh, so we're starting this week, we're going to be talking uh, from the actor's uh, perspective for preparation, and then we'll finish out next week uh, talking uh, still from the actor's perspective on casting process. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, and then we'll do the same two from the uh, director's perspective, because those are, those are the two perspectives that we know the most about. For obvious reasons, because yes. we both directed and acted, and of course, both of us started out from the actor's side of it auditioning. Yes, so that's what we're starting with here, and... Starting with the preparation, which is, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, well, I've i gone back and forth. So I have gone to some auditions completely unprepared, knowing almost nothing about the show. That's, yeah. When I first started doing this, I you learn things as you go, but kind of coming into, just getting into theater, you find out about a play and, oh, that sounds interesting. Maybe I'll just go check it out and try yeah. it out see what happens there were even some like in my early years when i was really only going to one theater and working exclusively out of that i'm just like all right well it's a non-musical so i'll audition for it even if i know nothing about it so i did audition for a few plays that i i knew nothing at all about yeah i think like going back to well pre-community theater for me just in high school hearing oh there's a play coming up i yeah, probably want to try out for it. Yeah, and I would think, uh, particularly in high school, there's probably fewer options for you. Well, yeah, we only did shows two shows a year. Yeah. So at that time, you know, whatever opportunities I could get. Yeah, but I mean, I might think that preparation in that case might be even more important. If you've only got two shots at something, you probably want to go in more prepared, right? That would make sense, wouldn't it? But yeah. I think at the time, I probably wasn't really thinking ahead to the idea of, oh, well, how, how could I get a script to look at in advance of this? Yeah. Rather than just a general synopsis, here's what kind of show this is, here's what it's about, maybe find out what some of the characters might be. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's a place to start with when you're considering auditioning for a show, an important step might be getting the script and reading yeah, it. Yeah, having done it, going through it many times, I highly recommend it because otherwise you don't exactly know what you're getting into. Yeah, there have been some times where I've been like, that sounds like an interesting show, and then I get a hold of the script and read through it and go, you know what, that's just, that's not for me. It's I not- mean... It's not either it's not the tone I was expecting. It's just not written very well. Yeah. Or there's not a role that would work for you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I highly would recommend reading a script these days anytime going just just so you can find out what there is and get a sense of where you see how you'd fit into it. Yeah. Now, are there some circumstances where you've just, for example, been reading scripts, looking for something to direct and gone, wow, if that effort actually I'm not interested in directing it, but if it gets done, I'd love to audition for it possibly yeah i mean i know when i've read scripts for directing a a lot of times even stuff that i have chosen to direct it'd be like there's a role that i'd really like to play in that and i think i mentioned this in a previous episode where it it comes down to if i'm directing if i can get it into direct then at least i'm involved with it in some way right but there if it came up somewhere else i might be interested in 
auditioning for it. So you never know just reading scripts at random if you might come across something that interests you. Yeah, I think it's, as an actor, anybody involved in theater, I think it's whatever opportunities you have just to read scripts, just to get a sense of what's out there. Yeah, that I think w- that's a that's a, any any aspect of theater that you're getting into, just reading a lot of scripts is, can be very helpful. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, the it can get expensive, but a lot of the theaters, a lot of community theaters uh, will lend you scripts, particularly if they have a show that is coming up uh, that you're interested in. You can just go to the theater and go, hey, I'd really like to read that because I might be interested in auditioning for it. Do you have a copy I can borrow? And hey, look at it this way. So many of the theaters, at least around here, have all kind of done the same shows that, you know, there's a good chance that something will come up that you may already have been familiar with, either from if you read it for considering auditioning for another theater and it comes up again into another theater later on, then. Yeah, if you haven't gotten it read the first it. time. <laughs> now, oh, what was I going to ask? Oh, I'm forgetting. Uh oh. <laughs> Glenn's having a senior moment. Yeah, well, I am pretty old. Um, so, <laughs> Well, between the last time I recorded and now, I turned 40. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Happy birthday. Thanks. You can uh, send uh, good birthday wishes to Jim at podcast at backstage.link. Well, you remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get that plug in there at some point. <laughs> so let's see. Amassing scripts, reading scripts is always helpful. Uh, I, I still can't think of it. Oh, have up- you, what about uh, auditioning? Like, say you've done a play, you've been cast in a role, you, mm-hmm. you've done your, your rehearsals, you've done your performances, and then, as you say, a lot of the theaters in the area will do plays that other theaters have done. If you see a show that comes up that you've already been in, would you audition for it again? And if if so, would you go for a different role? That's an excellent question. Uh, me, personally, I, just for lack of a better term, I, I tend to go about... Uh, doing shows sort of I'll call it the Bill Murray approach okay. he was never really a big fan of like sequels or reprising things so I'm just putting a name on it but mm. I, I, I'm kind of the mentality once I've done something I'm not necessarily looking to do it again I've been there done that that said I could imagine a scenario where if I were in a production and I for whatever reason thought it didn't go the way I thought it could mm-hmm. and maybe there's another opportunity to revisit it and maybe it could go better than Kind Last of like time. A, a second chance at the same role kind of thing? Well, perhaps, or a different role, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. I, I've never done it myself. So I, I've actually done this twice. I did it with uh, Rumors. I played uh, the police officer in Rumors twice, but that was kind of extenuating circumstances. I, I auditioned and got into the, the show once at uh, Dramaturgs at the Barn, mm-hmm. and then um, I'm forgetting the name of the theater. I, at the time, it was Marple Newtown Players. I think they're called Spotlight Theater now. Uh, they were doing the show, and they lost the guy that was playing that role like two weeks before they opened. Right. And since I had played it like within a few years, they figured I'd be able to step in, and they asked me. And it wasn't was necessarily, that. though, that you were looking to do it. It just kind of came up as yeah. an opportunity. The The second time I did that is, is, I don't even know if that counts, that was uh, all on the timing. When I had done that at Forge in, in one of the little vignettes in there, and I did a different vignette uh, at Barley Sheaf. So I don't even know that that counts because, I mean, yeah, you could say I'm just playing a different role in the same show, but it wasn't even the same vignette. No, so it's, it's kind of, that's the same kind of a gray area because of the nature of that show. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically I've worked on two different productions of A Midsummer Night's Dream, but one was in an acting capacity and kind of helping out with stage crew, and the other mm-hmm. was as a sound designer. So yeah, I don't I mean, that's count different. that. I, th- I, I, don't th- I don't know that I have done that directing. I have thought about directing some shows that I've been in, mm-hmm. but it hasn't come up yet. 
Well, I guess you also did sound design and directed True West, so there's another one. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that, but yeah. yeah. But again, that kind of really has nothing to do with acting in yeah. that case. So, no, I haven't done it. Would I, eh, if I were of the right mindset, if I felt like, you know, if I felt like there an opportunity where I didn't, you know, the production didn't get to its full potential for whatever reason, and I had another opportunity and was the part I really wanted to do again, then maybe I'd consider that. Yeah, I think it would be interesting. I mean... As a director, and we'll get into this more when we start talking about this from a director's point of view, uh, I, to me, it's kind of a red flag if somebody puts in that they've been in the show before because I'm worried that they already have a particular way of playing this role. They've already been directed in it, and it might be difficult for them to learn a different way, learn my way of doing it. Yeah, that's, I hadn't really thought of that. But yeah, and I think it's a concern as an actor, yeah. too, because you, know, you already have done this. You feel confident, hopefully, that you've done it. And it might be difficult to learn a different way to do it. Well, I think if you feel like you've done it successfully, then... Yeah, then it's also just kind of been there, done that. Right, which, you know, maybe you enjoyed it so much you'd want to do that again. Or maybe you feel like you have closure yeah. with it and don't need to revisit it. I don't know. I guess but then, it depends on But then it's going to be a different experience. If you had, like, a great experience doing it the first time, is that really going to get repeated? It's, no, it's probably going to be no different. There's no guarantee of that, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I think we're veering way off track here. <laughs> <laughs> what us? Yeah. Well, no. I, I guess uh, by now that's pretty much been established. So we're talking about uh, auditioning, preparing for auditions. As this is very freeform stream of consciousness. Yeah. I guess. I mean, we're having a conversation about theater, and you're privy to it. I guess. Well, now, I, here's something I was going to ask you earlier, <laughs> yeah. kind of related to this thought. So, some people have like a dream role mm -hmm. that they've always wanted to play in a certain show, or maybe it's just a certain character. Yeah. Do you have any of those? I don't know. I've gone back and forth on this. Uh, I, I've answered that question before saying like, well, I'd love to play Hamlet, but that's not going to come up. It's not going to happen. The odds of me having even an opportunity to play Hamlet in mm -hmm. community theater are pretty slim because Shakespeare doesn't get done too often. And I don't know that I've ever seen Hamlet come up. No, um, unless uh, it's in, you know, a permutation of it, like complete works of William Shakespeare. Yeah, Bridge, but complete that's works not of really Bridge. Thing. There's like a one act Hamlet that I've looked at oh, really? for a one act festival. But, I, you know, I, I just don't know that that would be or Rosencrantz and Guildenstern yeah. has, does have a Hamlet. Role. But not the yeah. main focus, obviously. No, no. So I, I don't know that that really counts. I've also thought previously that I would love to play Dracula mm -hmm. and I did direct Dracula. But. I don't know that that opportunity actually has kind of presented itself because Forge Theater is doing Dracula and the version that I directed oh. uh, in their next season. But I went back and forth and talked about it with my wife and I'm going, I don't know that it really is that important to me. So it's hard to consider that as a dream role. Mm -hmm. um, I played John Proctor in The Crucible. In retrospect, I think that right there is a dream role. Hmm. I didn't know it going into it and I don't know that I felt that way going into it, but looking back on it, I'm like, wow, I was really lucky to get that because I was walking into a theater where they barely knew me. I never knew the director. So they were casting an, an unknown. So I got lucky there and it was a fantastic experience playing that role. Do you have dream roles? Well, it's kind of ironic because the last show I directed was a Sherlock Holmes play, but mm -hmm. I thought maybe someday that might be a cool opportunity if I were so inclined. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to play a Sherlock Holmes. And I actually thought about coming up to audition for you, but I'm like, <laughs> eh, I don't want to put that kind of pressure on him. I, I, I did actually audition, I forget the name of the show, but there was another theater in the area that I had never been to, and I went up and auditioned and said I would take the Sherlock Holmes role and nothing else. And I didn't expect I would get it, and I didn't, so. Well, you just kind of raised a point I was going to segue into, is be geography. Yeah. So in the past, uh, you know, in, in years where I was kind of 
kind of get getting a feel of what auditions were coming up where I'd kind of scour, okay, what areas am I willing to go in? Which theaters am I willing to go to? How far are you willing to How go? How far am I willing to go? You know, I'm sure some people, depending on what the show is and the role is, are perhaps willing to go a little bit further. But obviously, yeah. geographical concerns or willingness is a Absolutely. consideration. Yeah, I mean, you have to realize that this is something that probably three days a week you're going to be driving out to wherever this is. So exactly, it, it can be a pretty big commitment. And then you get to tech week, you're there every day. And yep. Yeah. And then you commit three weekends typically to the performances. Yeah. I think the distance I'm willing to go has definitely gotten shorter over the years. Yeah. I happen to be in a uh, spot living here uh, where I live right now, where I'm probably about a half hour away roughly from mm. five or six different theaters, if I were so inclined. Yeah, I'm probably, I think I've got fewer that are close to me. I mean, Barley Sheaf is very close. Forge is very close. I'm probably about halfway between the two of them. Uh, the barn's not too far, but then you start getting into like the 40 minute territory, I think. Mm -hmm. So really you're yeah. subject to, you know, what plays are around. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a consideration when you got to see what's out there yeah. and see what interests you. And, and then, when it and is, when it's happening, because everybody's, yep, uh, that's every theater too. season runs differently. Yeah. What is a little bit frustrating is, and maybe if you're more actively involved in a particular theater, you can get more of a heads up on things. But sometimes mm -hmm. you may not find out, like, say, if a certain theater season begins in the spring mm -hmm. and the first show of the season, you might not find out what it is till all the auditions are announced. And that might be very shortly before the first audition comes up. Yeah, that first show of the season can be tough. There's some theaters that announce stuff like years ahead well, of time. Well, yeah, there's that too. And then, yeah, then there's others that it's like, Okay, here's our schedule. Auditions are next week. For the first show. Yeah. Ah! So back to preparation. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a couple of different ways that auditions can go. Uh, most common is just cold reads, which is, uh, if you're not familiar with that already, and you probably are if you're listening to this, but if what? you're not... What is a cold read, Glenn? I'm glad you asked, Jim. <laughs> a cold read is when you go into the audition, you don't know what you're going to be reading, you know it's going to be from the script, and the director has most likely already chosen which portions of the script and again we'll talk about that more when we talk about this stuff from the director's point of view but you go in and you're said uh you're going to read this role in this part here you go go read uh sometimes they'll give you a little you know like five minutes or so to read it over but i i assume that's still considered a cold read would that just be a cool read or um lukewarm yeah i was read? <laughs> actually wanted to <laughs> yeah that's something i think i wanted to talk about i was thinking through that earlier this morning about mm -hmm. Cold read, lukewarm. Yeah. I didn't think of it in those terms, but <laughs> I guess I would think of a cold read as in most practical sense in that you don't know what you're going to read until you actually get to the audition. Yeah. That, that's that's my consideration as well. If they give you five minutes to read that over, it's still a cold read. Yeah, I'd count that. Oh, you know, something more than that would be if, and this is, I want to get more into this on the director's side, but mm -hmm. if, if for some reason you had some sort of an advance notification of what scenes are going to be covered. Yeah, I find... I find that to be relatively uncommon, and I think that's because from a director's perspective, it's difficult to make sure that anybody who's auditioning gets that. Mm -hmm. But that also gets into, do you need an appointment for this audition, or is it just you just show up? It, I, I think if you're going to be given sides ahead of time, if you're going to be given a portion of the script that you know you're going to read at the audition, it's more likely that you'll have to have an appointment for that audition. Really? I think so, because otherwise, how, do you, how can you ensure that everybody that's going to be auditioning has that. Well, this gets into some up. legalities. I have yeah. seen cases in the past of bending legalities where there have been, say, scenes posted on a theater website. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if you're just posting a scene 
strictly for auditions. Is that a violation of rights? I don't even know. Well, probably technically, because one time I did inquire about that with a publisher, mm-hmm. and you're really and not supposed no. to reproduce any part of the script. And oh yeah, that it. that I know is true. I mean. Like, I've been given stuff where parts of the script are typed out or photocopied from the script, and I don't think you're supposed to even do that. You're only supposed to hand out, I guess, an entire script and go start reading from page 43 or whatever. Mm. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. We'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, we'll get into the legalities (laughs) and that kind of thing. Probably more Things that I may or may not have done as a director. Yeah. I can't imagine any publishing house is going to be like, oh, you photocopied three pages for your auditions. We're going to fine you $3,000. It just seems unrealistic to me. Mm-hmm. I think even, that's got to occur even on a professional level. I wouldn't know about that, Glenn. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I wouldn't either. We are consummate amateurs. <laughs> Put it this way. like yeah. Probably 95% of the auditions I've attended are effectively cold reads. Yes, I, I think that's the most common is cold read. Uh, the one time less I went... common is the you know where you're given parts of the script and then there's also preparing a monologue. So that's I've that's never thing. done that. I've had to do it. I think... I've never had to go to an audition as an actor with a prepared monologue that I can remember. I think I've had to do it twice, and I think it was both Shakespeare. I think with Shakespeare because they're worried that because the language is so unusual and okay. different from what we're used to, that it, that cold reads could be more difficult. So they want to be sure that you can handle the language. So they, they ask you to prepare a Shakespearean monologue. I never thought of that, but that's probably a good idea. Yeah. I, but I, I think for I was, Shakespeare it helps. When I first thought of that, I'm like, okay, if somebody's going to come in and do a Shakespearean monologue and you're doing a zany comedy farce, then it kind of has no real relevance to the yeah, play. Yeah. I, uh, why bother? I, think, I think it was specific that, okay, this is a Shakespeare comedy. We want you to prepare a Shakespearean comedic yeah. monologue. I, I could see where, you know, if you're coming in cold and you're not, you get tripped up and actually reading from the script and trying to act at the same time. I guess I can see where maybe some directors look at having you do something you've prepared and rehearsed mm. as a way to tell what your kind of final yeah. end state because there are be. some people that just aren't good at cold reads yeah like i, I know somebody who has a problem with that because of you know reading disabilities or whatever mm-hmm. i won't go into the details of it but yeah that could be a disadvantage right and and that's something that that can take out and, and that's also that five minutes of preparation time that some directors give you can be helpful with that as well mm-hmm. but not everybody gives you that i mean it's a cold read whether it's like i said cold or cool yeah uh it's just splitting hairs so if you're reading the script, and this this will be kind of an interesting comparison, what happens at the, at the audition versus what you're looking at going into it, what interests you, say, as far as a particular role goes. Mm-hmm. I've had the experience where I go to an audition and maybe it's a very cold read. In other words, we're just picking up the scripts and right. starting at a certain page. Here's the interesting thing I've found is that at one particular audition that I can remember, I had read the play beforehand and there was a certain role that I kind of had as my first choice. Right. but. I never actually got to read for that role at the audition. Mm -hmm. I noted it on the audition form that that was kind of what my first choice was, but the director chose not to actually read any scenes with that character. And what happened, out of curiosity, what happened with that audition? What was the result? Did you get... I got that. I got cast as that character. The character that you read? That I wanted. Okay. Not not that I ever got to actually read the part, but I got the role. Yeah, I've had that experience as well, where I go in and go, this is the role that I'm interested in, and then they have you read four or five times for a different role, and then they cast you in the role you wanted anyway. And and when I had that experience, there were scenes with the role that I wanted. But you never got to read it. I did not read for them. Huh. And I mean, I guess we can probably get into this more, again, from the director's perspective, but from the actor's perspective, don't necessarily feel like if you're not getting 
a chance to read for what you want that they're not considering you for it. Yeah, that's very it, it's, true. It's hard to to gauge it, and it, it's it's a very very different experience for an actor and for a director. Mm-hmm. There was one time where I actually had to go to an appointment, schedule an audition. Mm-hmm. That was in high school. That was when they when they auditioned for the musicals. That was kind of the first pass, right? Like the the first weed out. So you haven't had audition, any appointment auditions in community theater? Nope. Hmm. Um, I've had a few. I went to one that was, okay, here's going into the thing of open versus closed, right. public versus private. You know, Most of the auditions I've gone to, you see what everybody else is doing. Right. There was one I went to, it was at Forge for Proof, mm-hmm. where we were all sequestered in the basement until it was our turn to come up and read. Yeah, I, I've done that as a director, and I have experienced it as an actor. There was one audition that I went to that I had to make an appointment for, and then when I got there, it was different than anything else I've auditioned for, whereas uh, we're in, I had to read with, I guess it was, I think it was the, either the assistant director or the producer. So I had an appointment, I went in, I had like waited in one room, and I think I had to fill out a form there, and then they brought me into another room where it was just the director and like two other people, and they gave me what I want, what I was going to read, and I had to read that opposite one of the other crew members. Hmm. That was very different to me, and it was it was difficult. I, I honestly like whenever I've seen professional auditions depicted in movies or TV, that seems to be what it is. Yeah, where you've got one person acting their heart out, and then the other person kind of flatly reading the lines, <laughs> and that was my experience. I did not get cast in that show. I don't even remember what show it was. If that's what you were about to ask. <laughs> and how did that make you feel? Um, I'm being the crew man. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And yeah. <laughs> that's tough. I mean, it's definitely tough. I, I I mean, that is a way to handle auditions where you're reading opposite somebody who's not really acting. They're just reading. And I think that personally, that makes it more difficult for me as an actor. Yeah, I would think so. I The, the case I was describing where we were all sequestered, even when we did go up to read, we were reading with, say, a scene partner or two. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've had that experience several times. I, I go back and forth on whether or not I prefer that. Because if you're sitting and you see everybody else going, it kind of makes you, it, it makes the experience maybe a little more fun, maybe a little more relaxed. Whereas if they're bringing you up just in pairs or whatever to read a particular scene, it feels like the tension for me as an actor is a little higher. It's, it goes both ways, I guess, because, you know, on the one hand, if you see what everybody else is doing, reading the same role that you're interested in, mm-hmm. then you're kind of trying to think of, is, is it like a competition is it, Isn't how do I make myself stand out compared to this guy? Or, oh, they really liked what he did. Should I try to incorporate something? Yeah, and I, and I think personally from a director's standpoint, that's almost why I prefer the sequestered thing mm-hmm. because you don't get everybody going, okay, well, apparently that's how they want the role to be read. I should keep reading it. I should read it how that person did it. Yeah. So, and, and as an actor... I think seeing that, like like you said, it almost gets stuck in your head going, oh, okay, that's how that's supposed to be read, even if they haven't done a good job. Mm. It's it's difficult. Well, I mean, I, I guess if it was easy, every, anybody would do it. Yeah, but. I think, though, from the director's side, just because something somebody did something really funny with a reading a particular scene, it isn't necessarily what they're looking for. Yeah, It absolutely. just might have been a natural reaction to something that they thought was funny. Yeah, and I've also experienced they might just have screwed something up really bad and they... And the director laughed at it, so you got to be sure not to do that. Yeah. What, what do you think makes you more nervous, auditioning as an actor or holding auditions as a director? Probably the actor side. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, because as an actor, you've got you just have to worry about your yourself. 
and this is just goes in general for shows that as an actor, you're worrying about yourself as a director, you have to worry about everybody Mm -hmm. and you have to make sure if you're casting that you're making the right decisions. Whereas as an actor, you just have to worry about whether or not they're going to cast. Well, the director kind of, runs the, rehe- the the audition too so yeah. if they need to see something again they can ask for it whereas if yeah. you're an actor and you screw something up you may not get another chance I, I've had a lot of directors and I've said this as a director if there's anything else you'd like to do uh. that you haven't had a chance to read yet, <laughs> I don't think I have ever taken advantage of that as an actor but as a director I do mean it sincerely Yeah, because I might have just missed something and I want to make sure that the actors have every opportunity to show me what, what they can do I've had directors who kind of feel like or, or kind of discourage that mm. that mentality like okay i'm the director i know what i'm looking for i've seen right. everything i need to see yeah if i'm I, asking if you know i don't have that kind of confidence as a director i guess or as an actor <laughs> have um, we covered everything what haven't we covered oh yeah here's a good one yeah uh taking direction during an audition yeah that's a big one for me as a director because a lot of times what'll happen is you'll read something at this cold read and you'll get through the whole scene and the director will be like, all right, I want to see that again, but try it this way. Try it, you know, more exuberantly or, or whatever. They'll try to give you direction. It doesn't, the audition. it doesn't necessarily mean you've done something wrong. Yeah. It, it, I think it's actually, I look at it, well, more from the director's side, I look at it mm-hmm. as kind of an encouraging thing because it kind of gives you an indication that they see something in you and they want to tweak it a little bit to see if you can give them maybe a little bit more in lines of what they're looking for. Also, if you're kind of new to the theater and you've never worked with this director, they might kind of actually be testing the waters with you to see yeah. how how well you take direction. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fairly encouraging from the actor's standpoint. If I get asked that as an actor, I could see why you might get frustrated thinking, oh man, I screwed it up. They want to. They, they don't want me to do it that way. But I think it's usually that, like you said, they want to make sure you can take direction. They mm-hmm. might want to just see you try it some other way. I, I find it encouraging as an actor. Yeah, and thinking about it more, I have i don't feel like as a director having held auditions in the past that maybe I've done that enough. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's actually more of a positive thing to do more of. Yeah, I, I've, well... I'll get into this more from the director standpoint. Yeah, yeah. We, we keep saying ahead that, of myself yeah. a little bit. Yeah, we keep saying that. But yeah, as a director, when I've done that, I have sometimes just given them direction that I know the role should not be played this way, but I'm going to see if they can do it. Hmm. So if you get something wacky as an actor, that might be why you might have a perverse director like me who <laughs> likes to screw with his actors. <laughs> well, yeah, it could be a sort of an exercise testing as an actor but not necessarily directly related to what's being looked for for yeah. the yeah is that fair yeah is that's that... fair i guess the only thing we haven't covered is musicals of course there's a pretty good reason we haven't covered that well there's one other thing i <laughs> wanted to mention too yeah approaching audition as an actor is thinking about your level of commitment what are you comfortable with and i'm kind of thinking this in terms of more of shooting for more of a lead role versus more of a supporting role yeah if you know that for instance Maybe you're new to theater. Maybe you don't want to dive right in and mm-hmm. be the center of attention or have a role where you're on stage for the entire show. Then, yeah, targeting a supporting role is probably a better idea. I think a lot of times the supporting roles are more fun anyway. They I can mean, it, be, it's, yeah. it's nice to have a lead role. I've had a couple of them, but, but it's, it's a lot more work. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the, not the, last, uh, the show before the last one that I did was called Out of Sight, Out of Murder. And my character was... Yeah, yeah. I remember it. Yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> forgot. Jim also auditioned for that one. Glenn got the part, and I didn't. Yeah. Well, there's probably a very good reason for that, and the reason for that is because when I auditioned, I basically just channeled Glenn. Yeah. 
They were, they, were, they were looking for a Glenn type, and I happen to be a pretty good Glenn type. So yeah, so that role was on stage for pretty much all but like two pages, and that was just a ton of. Oh, forget yeah. this, the amount of lines to memorize. It's oh, yeah. just like it was a lot of work and a lot of pressure to be on stage that much. And it's when also you're performing it, especially yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was a comedy, but it was the straight role. Like it wasn't like everybody yeah. else got the laughs. So. I was I was in a show a long time ago, early one evening at the Rainbow Bar and Grill. And I think mm-hmm. I was off stage in that show for a total of maybe two or three pages. Yeah, it's it's not great a lot of time. I mean, like it's enjoyable to a certain aspect having that kind of a role. But the, the last show that I did um, was uh, uh, Arsenic and Old Lace. And that I played a much smaller role. It was Einstein, just Einstein, right. which was one of the one of the bad guys, and it was just it was a whole lot of fun because I I, I had some off stage time where I could just kind of relax, and then you get on, you get the laughs because the supporting roles are usually the ones to get the laughs mm-hmm. in, a, in a comedy anyway. And so the, a lot of times that's more fun than a lead role anyway. That was kind of my last experience. Last time I acted, I played it was a uh, like a British sex farce, mm-hmm. and I played uh, I didn't actually appear in the show till the second act, but I was in a lot of the second act. Yeah. Uh, played a bank inspector and had some very memorable moments for the times I was on stage. Yeah, sometimes that's better. And that kind of leads me into musicals, which the main reason we're not talking much about musicals is because in community theater, neither one of us have done any musicals. Yeah, not in community theater. Yeah, so... Uh, our experience well, is no. I mean, for me, I've run sound for musicals. Okay, but we're we're a lot less familiar, and and from a, a an auditioning standpoint, yeah, we're I, not at all. I familiar. don't attend the auditions for those. Yeah, but did that, I say that, that right? That, Hang on, I don't attend the auditions for musicals that I'm running sound for. Yes. So now I forgot how I was transitioning into <laughs> oh, this. I'm sorry. That's okay. So what were we talking about with the with the uh, musical experience? Uh, no, but before that, lead lead supporting. <laughs> Yes, leader supporting. So yeah, I've talked to people who do audition for musicals and, you know, they're always looking for that solo piece or that kind of thing. But a lot of them are like ensemble is a whole lot more fun because it's a lot less pressure, but you're still like on there a lot and you get to sing, but you don't have to sing solo. So yeah, that's a similar kind of thing. But uh, (laughs) I got a story. Okay. This is pre-community theater, but when I first auditioned for a a musical in high school, Mm -hmm. first off, I didn't really intend to. I was kind of talked into it by... I, su- I was succumbing to peer pressure. So I, I went to the audition and, you know, it starts out, you do a solo piece. You have to prepare your own solo piece. And this is, granted, this is like probably about a year after my voice had changed. So mm-hmm. I didn't really have a good nailed down sense of what my range was at that point. Right. I was trying to come up with, not to mention, I did not have a very good background in musical theater to begin with. So I didn't mm-hmm. really know what to pick for an audition piece. I was trying different things like, oh, uh, this is not my range. Forget it. I can't do this. Eventually, I settled on uh, the acoustic version of Layla <laughs> as my audition okay. piece. And can you give us a few bars of that now? <laughs> what will you do when you get lonely? <laughs> anyway, All right. Um, you got the part. I better not sing any more of that so I don't get a uh, yeah. for copyright yeah, infringement. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and I, I wrote like the chords on a sheet, but the guy who was my friend who was doing the piano accompaniment mm-hmm. really didn't know what to do with it. It's ah. not a piano song. So I did it acapella All right. on top of that. <laughs> I'm just like standing on the stage, probably snapping my fingers and singing acapella. That was quite an experience. And did you get the part? Uh, probably. Well, at that point, I didn't know what the part was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't kind of give you an, a, uh, an idea of what they would consider you for until after that. Did you at least know what the show was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I probably didn't really know all the roles all that And well. what was the show? 
how to succeed in business without really trying. All right. And did you get it? I got in, yeah, right. but I was more of a supporting. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of more ensemble work, which okay. was kind of fun. See, there you go. Um, although I did have one solo piece. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a duet. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> solo, it was a duet. Well, kind of a trio. Well, all right, there were four. It was a barbershop court. <laughs> no, that was a different show. That <laughs> oh, was yeah. Music Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I guess the... I just babbled, and I don't know why I brought that up. No, that's fine. I, <laughs> I think that's the best part of this is when we're just telling stories so well that was a story there you go so we'll end on that story we'll continue we'll pick this up next week continuing to talk from the actor's perspective we'll talk about casting and waiting to be cast and why you weren't cast so yeah we got rejection that that discussion coming up oh boy i don't know i don't know how much if we're going to talk about that more from the actor's perspective or from the director's perspective probably from the actor's perspective because that's when it's more disappointing yeah it's where the emotional impact comes in. Yeah. So tune in next week for that. But uh, in the meantime, I... I, I well, What's I, that link again, Glenn? Oh, yeah, the link. <laughs> you can go and see our website at backstage.link, or you can give us an email at podcast at backstage.link. Until then, tune in next week. I have been Glenn. And continue to be. And I yes. will continue to be Jim. And see you next time. I knew you're trying to cut me out of this. So I'm getting I'm getting a little background noise. Oh. Shall we? <clears throat> sure, why not? Who's who's going first on this one? Me. Okay. Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. <laughs> Wait, sorry. <laughs> There's your first update. Hi, I'm Glenn. Hi, I'm Glenn. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. Let's try that again. <laughs>